Good afternoon, you are listening to Resonance 104.4 FM and this is Art Then and Now with me, your host Anna Gammons. This is the show where we explore art from the past and art from the present to understand how we as humans have expressed ourselves through time. I hope you're all doing okay. We're still in lockdown, obviously. Um, I know it's so challenging for so many of us in so many different ways, but hopefully uh, listening to the show will give you something to feel positive about. It will be a little bit of an escape from maybe the monotony of what you're doing every day. But as I said, the weeks of lockdown are rolling on, but I'm still rolling out shows about what artists are doing in lockdown to stay creative and sane and connected, importantly, during the coronavirus lockdown. And today's interview is with cake designer and teacher Laura Griggs of Grix Cake Design, who would normally be running workshops at the moment, but she took the time to chat to me about how she's been helping all of us get creative with baking, which I know a lot of people have been doing in lockdown. One of the best hobbies I think you could do because you're being creative and then you get a delicious treat at the end of it. Oh, there's nothing better. And I love Laura, even in this really hard situation. She is so wonderfully positive and genuinely wants to help people create things. And those things also just happen to be glorious edible treats, which is a double whammy of greatness, especially for me. We have also got some art in the news coming up, but without further ado, here is my interview with the lovely Laura. Enjoy. I am joined on Zoom with cake designer and teacher Laura Bricks. Hi, Laura. Hi, how are you? I'm good, I'm good. How weird is this? <laughs> it is really weird. I'm talking through through headphones and it's just so surreal not to actually see you in front of me right now but we'll we'll go with it it's all good it's all good we were just saying as well that um we were saying how the creative industry is having a real uh, nightmare at the moment um so that's obviously me that's you and quite a lot Absolutely. of my colleagues but oh you've disappeared or you just i've disappeared i'm back i'm back here we go a lot of the co- my colleagues as well so i mean what i'm trying to do here is kind of uh well just talk about how we're staying creative what we're doing in our industries to sort of stay sane i guess um keep busy um and so i'm very excited to talk to you today because i know that you are you've made a substantial effort to keep up what you're doing online so of course shall we yeah. start with the basics how did you become a cake designer and teacher? Tell me. Oh, good question. Um, okay, so I started quite young in the industry. So I started when I was 14 years old and I didn't want a Saturday job um, sort of popping about newspapers. And I thought I can do something better than this. I can make money somewhere else. So I, um, I started working in a cake shop weighing out Mars Pan and Icing for a Saturday job. Um, years ago um, and I loved it I loved the creativity I loved the food aspect of it um, I was really um, strongly influenced by my dad who is a confectioner for or was a confectioner say for an Nestle chocolate and um, a sugar developer for British sugar so I sort of like I think it had me had it in me somewhere I guess um, so um, it started out with that um, art and design and photography that was my field that was my GCSE A level pre-degree um, but I just missed the food I missed the food and sort of smashing the two together to create something um, and that's where it really started <laughs> yeah I know like, and it's also two amazing similar. things art and food is like my dream it's brilliant isn't it and it's so it's so similar um, and I, I think I see it now more so than ever um, the real creative side coming out through food um, 
which is lovely to see. And especially in these times now, so you're actually people are getting back in their kitchens and um, I don't know, finding finding that I don't know soul that they used to I don't know they used to find when um, they're baking in the kitchen when they were younger, and all those memories are starting to come alive again. I suppose so. That's a really nice thing to see now, um, and it's you know it's taken this to probably take it right back to that um as well so um so yeah no I started then and then I just I just thought this is it this is the industry I want to be in I I um I love making cakes I love being creative I love the art aspect of it um so then I went into um had my own wedding cake business when I was young I was about 15 16 oh and um I know it's so young especially when you look back now I think oh my god Oh, oh, it's tiny fifteen-year-old Laura as an entrepreneur—that is very. Impressive. Oh, I, yeah, it's a bit crazy. It is a bit crazy, and I think people really didn't sort of like trust or believe in your product when you're so young about selling something like that when you're that young. Um, and that's what I say a lot to sort of students that I do get coming through the doors now who are sort of twelve, thirteen years old, going, "Can I do this?" I'm like, "Yes, you can. You can go for it." Um, you know, age isn't isn't anything when it comes to being creative. You've got it. Go for it um so yeah it just it just sort of went on from there really um and then I managed to sort of get to London which was my sort of my end point of where I wanted to actually succeed and sort of train a little bit more um and I just I self-taught myself really within companies um so I never really had any formal training so completely self-taught in the industry so it's been a lot of cakes thrown against walls um yeah the whole shebang really um yeah so <laughs> the, the grit the grit I know. I love that. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's been interesting. I'm not going to lie. There's going to be an ups and downs with anything really, I suppose, but it's just getting to a point where you can try and battle through them and think, no, I've got it. I can do this. I can do this and learn and then progress yourself a bit more really. Um, so yeah. And then how did the teaching come into that? So did you, you still kind of start to get a bit of a following or do you just realize that you just love, you know, talking to people and and sharing that in that way? Yeah. As you can see, I can't stop talking. I really struggle with that. So, um, so, it's bad. It's bad. Um, so yeah, I always, when I got to the point where I felt like I'd sort of accomplished all those elements within cake design and sort of having your own business and learning from other people within the industry. Um, I got to the point where I thought I want to teach people what I know. Um, and I love teaching. I love being around people. Um, um, and especially bouncing off people, bouncing off students. Um, that's what I miss most, most crazily now, to be honest. I miss being around students, um, meeting people with the same like-minded passion. Um, and I think that drives everybody else as well within a room. So, um, and I fell into it. I followed a cake designer years ago called uh, Fair Cake, who I'm teaching for now. Um, and I absolutely love the design, their focus on cupcakes. Um, and they started teaching and I thought in my head, I'm going to be a teacher. I want to teach there. I don't know how I'm going to do it. I'm going to probably bombard them with so many messages, but I don't care. I just, I want to teach. I want to teach there. So I can remember sending so many emails, um, so many letters, ringing the phone every single day going, please, 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 can I come? Um, I and uh, yeah, a bit obsessive, not going to lie, a bit obsessive. Um, right, but she no, gave I in. Think you have to be though, like if you're passionate about mm. something, like, you're not going to get a look in, and especially in an industry that's competitive and... Yeah, absolutely. What was the company? So you work for them now, do you? The I do, yeah. So the company was called Fair Cake and it still is. It's still running as a school um, in Greenwich in London. Um, and um, so she took me on as a trial day and said, I'm just going to see how you mingle with everybody and whether you help people. Because um, as much as it's about creativity and it's about making cakes and sort of getting yourself from A to Z in terms of start to finish making something, um, it's how you sort of work in your way around students and how you actually make them feel, how you, um, I don't know, making you feel confident in what they're doing. Is it the right thing that they're doing? Um, and that's probably 50-50 of my job role. And I think that was what she wanted to see. And she did, and she took me on. I remember her writing 
the first check to me and I haven't had a check for a long time um, <laughs> and I was like well, I'm gonna frame this I'm gonna frame it it's amazing um, for the first day's lesson or class that I did with, um, with her or for her and it was amazing and since then I've been there for about five years now so five years this March um, been teaching and I just love it I absolutely love it it's something that I never thought I would definitely go into and dive into as, a, as an industry in terms of teaching what I do as a job but it works and I love it and um yeah I wouldn't even look back look back on it so I it's been brilliant I want to see it in one of your classes I feel like I'd just be like you should yeah you. I'd just be like just <laughs> like oh my god um, I won't go that far <laughs> I can only say no that I'm incredibly jealous of your students they must have an absolute ball in your class do you do you teach is it a certain age group that you teach or is it kind of just anyone and everyone is Anyone and everyone, yeah. So we've, we've had such diverse people from, um, I mean, the majority of students come um, from abroad. So they fly over from, we had people from Barbados, um, or uh, we get a lot of people from Nigeria, um, sort of basically trying to absorb everything um, in terms of the way that, um, I don't know, cakes are taught in terms of the English way, for instance, and then to go back to their own countries, know that they've learned something um, legit, I guess, and then go back and set their own businesses up or even set schools up um, in their own countries. So so um yeah people from all over which is brilliant um but age wise God, i mean the youngest we've probably taught is i'd probably say eight maybe eight years old it was in a private class but probably <laughs> workshop wise 12 yeah and they've been fantastic they've oh, they've really shone and um they've sort of i don't know maybe taken over some of the some of the older students really in terms of their knowledge um just because they've had time to dive in and practice really from a young age um yeah. so anything from that up to 80 yes yeah, so it's such a diverse uh diverse oh, what a diverse um age um age bracket really uh, which is lovely really i love it and how yeah. do you I, I mean i have about a million follow-up questions i'm going to try and stay on top oh don't you worry it's fine you how, how do you decide like so do the designs are you kind of told what the design's going to be or do you come up with the designs because i have seen on your instagram the coolest thing there's like there's oh, marble and there's animal shapes and there's like <laughs> bread, there's cupcakes there's huge cakes there's tiered cakes there's like it's a like playground it, for some, like, I know. <laughs> mind blowing absolutely mind blowing um well originally it sort of starts off with sort of uh, coming up with something basic like cupcakes i mean cupcakes can be quite difficult but they're a great starting point for a beginner um so that's always a great way of getting somebody in the door just to be like hey this is us this is what we create uh we teach people to do cakes but you can come in on a cupcake basis or something really basic um and then you've either find out whether you've got a love for it or a real good passion for baking where they might dive onto another class, which is a little bit more, um, a bit more knowledge in, entailed with it. Um, so like levels of, of kind of what you can do. Yeah, I guess. Absolutely. So there's levels and we're always basing ourselves. So, um, we have development days where we sit down and we, um, we design new workshops based on what's going on, um, all over the world, really in terms of, um, in terms of fashion and it can be anything from not even cake related. It can be within just general, like copper and marble is such a, huge um huge drive even with kitchens and how people sort of decorated the whole place up you know everything is marble and copper it was for, for face so we thought well, let's whack that in a cake and get a design because it's sort of it's going with the motions really with what's fashionable um so it, yeah and that's my question sorry i was gonna say one of my questions on this list is how do you get the marble cake but i guess like you kind of have to go to the class to figure that out but it, it's you so can't, i mean cool. i could probably give it away it's there's so many different techniques of doing it or ways of doing it as well um so it's so not great. always one <laughs> and the good thing is though with marble is that i say to every single student is that you never know what it's gonna look like it's magic every single time so you never know how um the food coloring is going to ease its way through the icing and you never know what it's going to like at the end. So it's all a mystery. And every single time you do it, it'll be different. 
Um, so it's never sort of set if I put this amount of food coloring in it or if I mix it in a certain way, it's going to turn out the same every single time. No, completely different. So we do get a lot of marble envy from students because you start seeing everyone else and you go, I don't like mine, I quite like hers over there. Um, so yeah, you do get a lot of envy going on in the workshops. Um, but it is, yeah, it's great fun. It's great fun. And to try new techniques out as well, really, um, to see how they go. Yeah. What's your, what's your favourite thing to teach? What, what kind of, you, you, do you love the cupcakes or you, do you love the more kind of, I don't know, advanced marbling techniques? Um, cool, good question. Uh, I think, to be honest, it's a little bit of everything, but it's, it do, I don't, for me, it doesn't matter what I'm teaching. Um, as long as I get this whole feel within a workshop, whether everyone's having a good time, um, learning, um, that to me, I get more satisfaction out of rather than what I'm teaching. I mean, every part of cake design, I absolutely love. There's nothing where I absolutely hate it. I mean, probably maybe sugar flowers. I've never had a passion for it, but I admire the people who can sit there and make sugar flowers. What's, what's um, oh, like the tiny little flowers that you then... Yeah, tiny little them. flowers, but there's some ones that look so realistic and beautiful where yeah. they wouldn't even know it's made out of sugar. Um, and that's such time-consuming art, uh, which I love to see. Um, but personally, I've just had no drive and passion for it myself. But yeah, everything around it, you do, definitely. Hours and hours worth of work. Yeah. So, oh yeah, hands up to them guys doing yeah. it, really. Is there, is there yeah. like a difficulty with making, because obviously the, the, the art you're making, and it, and it totally is art, is, um, is edible. And I guess, uh, what's yeah. the word? Not, um, what am I trying to say? Like, it, it's, um, it's not permanent. It's, it's temporary kind of thing. You I know, it's awful, isn't it? It's getting eaten. Well, yeah, it's awful. Kind of, like, also, does it, is, it, is it hard? Because imagine that kind of material. It's not like you're working with oil paints, which will eventually dry as solids. You know, these foods are kind of going to be... Um, they're going to break it's down. perishable. Yeah, yeah absolutely. That's That's <laughs> <laughs> it's in there somewhere in my head. I can't talk about that one. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so they do have a certain amount, a certain time frame. Whereas years ago, when this whole cake designing malarkey started um, years ago, it was based on fruitcakes and marzipan and royal icing rather than this squishy roll-out icing that you use. Mm. So everything's set. It had a decent amount of time to be able to work on it. So you'd have pastry chefs working for months on cakes with sugar flowers that were the height of them and um, so much more time to be able to, to work on it. So it would never really die as such. So you didn't have a time frame to be able to eat it. Um, hence, most top tiers of wedding cakes used to be used for christening cakes so out of tradition. Um, so they would then re-ice them and you'd use the same cake, which is maybe like seven years old. It's, it's mad, really, when you think about it. Um, but nowadays that's changed. Like I'd probably say the last 10 years completely changed. Everything is sponge cake. It's fruit, it's carrots, lemon, it's all these different flavors, which means for a cake designer and to eat and consume as well. Um, it's such a small amount of time, probably talking three days. So from start to finish three days worth. Um, and then it just, it dies at the end, I guess. So it's got to be demolished. I guess yeah. you just have to eat it straight away. You have to <laughs> eat it, I know. And I do say to everybody, you can freeze it and the facial expressions on that, just like, it's not going to last. It's not going to last. Not no, at all. No. God, eat, eat, eat the art you made. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is hard. It is hard. Oh my God. I mean, I just look, I do look at it as more of an art piece than I do, or an art mm. form than I do actually um, as sort of like food that you can eat. Um, cause I've always liked the fact that you can make something look like, um, there's a great designer called Torda Kanushka who I follow, which is a Moscow, um, cake designer. And he tries to make everything look, um, inedible, but actually completely start to finish. It's all edible. So you would never think to put a knife through it. Um, so it's quite fascinating. Yeah. Quite fascinating stuff. And I love that type. That's my sort of like passion and, um, in cakes really. But yeah, so, so many different avenues really within cake. So, um, you know, there's the pretty dessert tables and then there's, you know, cake that doesn't look like cake. So it's so diverse. It's just finding one that sort of, I don't know, 
spark something inside you to be like, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. That's the avenue I'm going to go down. Where do the influences come from then? I mean, obviously you've, you've talked about like other cake designers and stuff like that. Like how do you get the ideas for what you're going to, or what you're going to do? And fashion you mentioned as well, like what's, what's kind of trending at the time. And is that, is that kind yeah. of the main port of call? Absolutely. So um, yeah, fashion and cakes, there's um, a couple of designers who, who base their works on actual catwalks. So straight off the catwalk fashion um, items or even wedding dresses are, um, used as a way to design or you know design around a cake I suppose sort of taking uh, materials and fabrics to make them look edible or sort of alternate them over to an edible um, version like lace for instance lace was a really cool way of um, taking something that's inedible of a fashion dress or something or a wedding dress and making it um, something you can physically eat it just seems surreal really um so that's a really um, a prominent one um as well as all over the world australia is up on their game with designs they are probably high end at the moment with um cake designing and techniques as well they're always one step ahead yeah. um so there's some fab designers there to be able to sort of like base yourself on it's the naked is it the naked cake that i feel like came from australia am i wrong and maybe i'm wrong may do i have no idea and if i say <laughs> something i'm probably going to shut down if it's no, wrong. no 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 i wouldn't i wouldn't like to say that either australia if you did we we're proud of you if you didn't we, we are apologize to the country that did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know it's yeah it's i mean very cool there's, there's so many different designs all over and everyone assumed that america was like the the people to go to which they are they've got some great inspiration and techniques but um, to me, Australia, their their designs. I mean, their fashion is fantastic in terms of in terms of cake, really. The cake fashion, as you call it, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just finding out things, finding out new techniques and color tones. So, like, probably, for instance, what you guys do as well, like in just terms of art, like find out what's appealing, what's going to look good creatively in in terms of food aspect as well. Because um, you sometimes don't want to eat something that maybe is too illuminous because it doesn't seem real or right to do it. So <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, it's a fine line, I guess, between yeah, between That's it. So. True. Okay, well, my next question is, what's a day in the life of Laura like? But I mean, I I guess that's changed significantly. Um, But yeah, should we do like a pre-coronavirus and then what you're up to now? Because you're doing some exciting stuff at the moment. Sounds grand. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, So um, we start teaching. We start teaching in a workshop as of 10 o'clock in the morning. So there's about an hour's worth of prep work that happens. So prepping everything ready for, say, about eight to 10 students to fly through the door um, on day one. and then we're working through everything like techniques um, of a workshop and workshops can vary from one day, sort of one day cupcakes, as I mentioned to you before, to a five day workshop where Monday to Friday, they're dedicated 10 to five to learning cake, um, learning techniques, um, meeting other people as well, um, including lunch breaks, which is great. Um, and um, yeah, and just making, so making their way through the week really in terms of asking questions, trying to absorb like a sponge, absorbing as much information as they can. Um, so when they get back um, into their own kitchens, they can feel confident in creating something that they learn in those five days at home on their own, which I know is quite scary, I suppose, for them. But actually, I mean, they, they're, you know, they're smashing it out, really. They're doing such a grand job of it. So um, compared to now, oh, my God. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm around people all day. So it's, it's yeah, a, yeah, that's yeah. for starters, is a massive shock, massive shock, I guess. So. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is what I'm struggling with being around people and meeting other people, meeting students. Um, totally. so that's the first one, but at the moment we're trying to create something at home in my tiny little flat. So as you can see with my lovely brick wall of my balcony, it's a very small area. I'm um, a balcony to be honest. I mean, I know, like, I know. half day sun we get, it's brilliant. It's absolutely <laughs> brilliant. So, um, the idea is, is to create snapshot videos, um, which can, really draw people back to beginners and basics so my mission is to take my sister who has no interest 
in cake whatsoever she's a yoga teacher um from beginners or no no information about cake whatsoever to take her from complete rock bottom um to a decent standard level by the knowledge that hopefully i'll be able to teach her so then giving promising hopefully that it will teach other people that same way so tricks tips questions that probably aren't always asked in classes um really drawing it back to basics but small snapshot classes so it's not too overwhelming by sitting there for five hours of a day really so it's just half an hour to an hour classes um and people can pick and choose whatever class they want to do so if there's something that they go do you know what I've, I'm, I'm up with bar cream i love it i know how it works um but i have no idea about chocolate and ganache and slice and stuff i can then just look onto those classes and hopefully it'll give them some information to um to really sort of take them one step up really yeah. um in terms of classes so that's the mission but um we're actually filming today a banana bread uh, which is the most googled recipe out of the whole probably the yeah. whole of the world really at the moment what's going on with um, banana bread can you explain i that? have no idea but there's plenty <laughs> of bananas in the supermarket that's all i can say i've seen so many um i don't know it's gone viral viral banana bread but i thought you know i'm going to get on that bandwagon and i'm going to try out some different recipes which i've been doing this week um so today we're going to be um launching the first one the first video which is going to be based around um, a banana cake recipe which i think is epic and i think it's brilliant um i've tried out a few and hopefully people will love it to do at home so fingers crossed oh, I'm so um excited. i'll be the millionth just, person can people dip in and out of these classes like how does it work is it on your website is it on instagram or how so it'll be through instagram so promotion will be through instagram and also there'll be a lot of sort of free classes that i'll be running on there as well through instagram tv so you can just pick and watch them and choose them whenever you want to so whether you haven't got ingredients, I think I'm going to do it on Friday, go out and get some ingredients and rock out the recipe on Friday, for instance, and give it a go. So everything is just going to be slapped all over, um, pretty much slapped all over Instagram, social media, um, and then running, yeah, exactly the same, probably through Zoom. So Zoom videos, which will be organized with dates and times, really, sort of um, that sort of process. Through your website or through your company website? Through, through um, Instagram, yeah. So um, oh, Fair Cake is somebody, yeah. So I freelance across different schools in uh, London, sort of teaching. So Fair Cake is one of them. Um, Rosalind Miller being another, um, <clears throat> but completely under my own name. So Grits Cake Design will be running under. So everything on that Instagram page. Um, be chucking out stories, Instagram TV, anything going. Um, yeah, we'll keep you guys updated with uh, videos and what's coming next as well. Yeah, Amazing! It's like a centralized system on your um, on your Instagram. Everything that everyone needs to know. Absolutely, everything will be fed through there. Absolutely, yeah. We'll bombard you. They'll be sick of me, but um, yeah, bombard you through <laughs> the information. Absolutely not happening <laughs> anybody. Um, yeah, well, I guess I mean this is quite an obvious question, and I and I particularly like what you said about your sister. Through people that are not normally bakers are suddenly kind of turning to their kitchens, and people are sort of turning inwards and. Um, and trying to be creative in these new ways which is so fun but what, so what do you hope that that your the students people going onto your instagram hope, what do you hope they'll gain from being able to kind of have these new skills and and experience what you're putting out there well hopefully i mean being i mean nothing really to me compares to being in a classroom and being hands-on and learning um something straight off because there you can ask questions straight away um and get the knowledge back as well and also from other people within that classroom environment so nothing's going to be 100 percent um as it was before but what i'm trying to get across is those questions that probably people are thinking at home my my sister will be there straight off answering them because she's got no idea so hopefully it'll give people the real knowledge rather than um snapshot videos um that you normally see that don't sometimes have that content or that information around it so seriously being sort of like really in the moment whacking out these classes whacking out this information um where um 
people can also comment and ask questions all um, as we go along in a live system so we can answer them a bit like a live Instagram I suppose yeah, so we'll be like doing those as well that's so cool. yeah like a classroom type environment really so we're just there doing our thing but people can chuck in questions as they go along so it is like a classroom environment so that's hopefully the way um, in which it will go I mean we're starting to see people a lot of people sort of either quitting their jobs or really changing the career that they wanted to go into about sort of three or four years ago really so a lot of lawyers or people in finance I've lost you sorry um people in finance um are getting to the point where they've sort of had enough in their jobs it's not really fulfilling creative wise um what they want to do so that was that was a real good insight to start to see students come through um <clears throat> and hopefully or introduce that now being at home um to actually be able to use this time to be able to bake and sort of take you back to child roots really and sort of getting messy in a kitchen and not really worrying about it so and just you know try new things if they go wrong who cares give it another go because you've got the time time now to develop to do it so that is the best answer for that question and oh it makes me so happy oh, that this is happening and making the best out of this um odd situation is just such a natural ability for creators like you and i just love it so much i just yeah. want to clarify again everyone can go to your instagram handle which is at gricks cake design and how's that spelled g-r-i-x and then cake is in cake and then design d-e-s-i-g-n um yeah and everything will be in there so stories instagram tv um information um just on my display as well um and also just be launching constantly even lives just lives just to be able to just cover some um, techniques um and we're starting to interlink with some um cake designers as well just doing live chats just generally just over a glass of wine really casual nothing really crazy just to discuss sometimes things that um just leisurely that you can't really so with other designers and see how they're getting on as well so um, to collaborate with those but everything is going to be on there fingers crossed amazing well Laura I love you I love your company Bless I love your what heart. you're doing I wish I could taste your food but I can't <laughs> um, thank you so I really want the chocolate factory yeah. <laughs> that type of vibe up don't oh, we start oh, sending okay. it through I wish I wish um, thank you so much for talking oh, thank you no thank you so much isn't she such a treat to speak to? And yes, I did say treat on purpose. Um, I really enjoyed my chat with Laura. We've got a little bit of time for some art in the news and there are a few things going on around the world. My first story is from the New York Times where the Museum of Fine Arts in Houston has reopened. It's the first major museum in America to be reopened after the lockdown was implemented. It has employed strict measures that include blue stickers on the ground for queuing, limited entry, tickets for specific times, compulsory masks and thermal cameras to check temperature temperature upon entry but I guess good news that things seem to be up and running especially something creative as well I think everyone's missing going to art museums especially in London this next article is from The Guardian and the prestigious Turner Prize organised by Tate Britain has been officially cancelled unfortunately but Instead of a winner taking home £25,000 cash prize, which is the normal outcome of the Turner Prize, instead 10 winning artists are going to be selected for a bursary of £10,000. It's been said that the planning would have been too tight for a successful competition in autumn and also I think the Tate Britain wanted to support different artists rather than just one artist, especially in this really, really trying time for creatives. So... 
I guess that is a very successful outcome of a bad situation. Next article is from the Art Newspaper and the Metropolitan Museum and Art in New York has found a unique and very corona appropriate way to keep people created during this time with their hashtag MetMasks challenge. I'm sure you guys have heard of a lot of the challenges going around at the moment of people probably just mostly bored but also an excuse for kind of people to, to be a bit silly and a bit fun but this one's actually very sensible. The idea is that people will design an interesting face mask to wear using inspiration from the Met's world-renowned collection, which I think is a really cool idea. You can wear the art and walk around with it. Those are some fun highlights. I tried to keep it fairly positive um, because we're all kind of sick of hearing negative news right now. So kind of kept it positive. But unfortunately, that is all we've got time for this afternoon. Thank you so much for listening to Art Then and Now with me, Anna Gammons. If you would like to contact the show, please visit Anna Gammons on Instagram. You can send me a message and there'll be sneaky peeks into what's to come on each week's show. And I want to take this time again to remind everyone to stay safe, to stay at home and protect our NHS and all of the essential workers who are keeping us safe right now. Thank you so much. See you next week at 3.30 on Resonance 104.4 FM. Bye.